Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Company Commander Josh, and I've got Loremaster Denim, and I pay for the whole ton of AC2 ammo. I'm going to use the whole ton of AC2 ammo. Dustin in the house tonight. What's going on, Mech Warriors? Howdy, howdy. How's it going, Mech Warriors? I, before we get started, I have to ask you, Josh, does this qualify as an indulge-a-sode for you? Correct. Correct. All right. As I actually overrode the original scripted content for this episode. <laughs> I was like, nope, it's December. I just had in-laws over. I need a mental palate cleanser. Yeah, a is little it, is it palate cleanser? Palate overdoser. There we there go. There you go. There you go. I, I feel like our longtime listeners will know that you, you like today's subject. Oh, You're man. kind of into it. What are we talking about today, are, AC2 Dustin? We're talking about all those things that are too cool, too fancy, and too dangerous and explodey for you, the regular Joe, to have. We're talking about experimental technologies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're talking about experimentals. <laughs> Denim is shaking his head. Just well, I mean, like I'm thinking, because back in my day, experimentals meant swords and and PPC <laughs> capacitors. So I'm excited to see what you think is experimental or what is or is not experimental anymore. Back in my day, Fireball was <laughs> a type of whiskey and not a spell we cast at the third su- level. The Super Griffin was super because the sculpt was too big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we cast fireball at fifth level, right? I don't know, but ah, yes, I've actually never. Played it's a third level spell that you get at fifth level. Okay, that's why I knew it. Is that <laughs> that doesn't make any sense? Is it that does. How D&D works. I yes. know the rules, not the mechanics. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just like for experimentals. All right, but to get our hobby coolant flowing, let's talk about some hobby news, hobby progress, games played, and event calendar upcomings so first we've got some news to catch up on oh man we had some uh shake-ups with the hammerhead coming out which i was able to throw into the last episode with the missing limbs and such and forth and apparently it's the distributor right yeah the warehouse the, the warehouse that monster fight club uses did not pull all of the mark one quote-unquote hammerheads out and you know destroy them or hold them or do whatever until legal had a time to you know ship get them to me yeah. <laughs> uh they gave them to me. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, Master so Denim's like I need all of these. No, I ordered the Mark 2 and I got the Mark 1s. Ah. That, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, they did yeah. give them to you. I I wonder what the percentage is and I know poor Chris at the Catalyst Game Team <laughs> Game Labs uh support team has responded to so many emails cuz I've seen yeah. them. <laughs> Mm. Well, I got the email that said my replacement is on its way, and if that one is also wrong, to let him know, and he will send yet another one. So, how mm. many times until they're quote unquote right, Jenna? Yeah, will I have will I have a company before it's fixed? I don't know. We'll find out. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Questions, so but that's the thing. Would you accept two regular Mark One hammerheads for the price of one, or would you prefer a Mark Two with? two sets of limbs i if i had to choose between those i would go with option number two um because i already have option number one now 
<laughs> yeah, I will. I will end up with uh, three potentially at least three hammerheads, maybe more if if I keep getting bad ones. So the techs kind of mixed up the bins down at the, dis- the distributor, and uh, so keep that in mind if you're ordering, I guess, and make sure you check that bad boy out and send an email if you need to get your uh, hammerhead situation fixed up. Yes. So there was that. But now we have the heiress hitting people's, you know, mech bays at home. Give me that Cadillac. Oh, I hate to say it, but we're also seeing issues with the heiress. With, really? You know, no. Yeah. One of our mech warriors on the Discord uh, did not have a torso. <laughs> really? So oh, the no. almost exact opposite of the hammerheads. All arms and legs. No torso. <laughs> don't need torso well technically no hip because that's a second piece i should say that but yeah oh, okay. still missing pieces i have never ordered a premium mech <laughs> and i'm feeling okay about that but anyways i don't want to gloat over here i'm not i don't mean that maliciously i'm just like oh man that's do, do we think that monster fight club needs to slow down even though they quote slowed down for you know all the fall season to from Mad Cat TC to now. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I, I should have two heiresses on my doorstep sometime tomorrow. So I will let you know what mine look like. I don't think the heiress issue is as widespread, but I have seen, you know, an issue and coming off of the hammerhead widespread issue. I'm now paranoid. Like my so paranoia th- is in full, full spread. What, what's nice though, is since I'm getting two heiresses and I already have two of the Mark one hammerheads, I should get two hammerhead torsos, like one with each heiress, right? Correct. <laughs> so I should have three, at least three nice, nice hammerheads. What was the issue with the hammerhead torso? Like the layer lines were pretty bad? It, is that they it considered it unfinished is what they okay. is, is what they said. But yeah, it was it was rough, like like layer lines, etc. Yeah. It was, was I mean the problem was you couldn't really sand them well. Like they were No, they had to sand the master. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yes. what I mean. Like the ones that came out were from a draft print. It's it's a 3D print. Yeah. Is, no. Yeah. So they were the draft mold. So oh, they were okay. not the, there was a finished mold being used and there was a draft mold being used. Yeah. Which was the problem. Yeah. There were two different sets of two different varying levels of quality. Oh. Surprising. Okay. So that's the heiress. What else do we have? <laughs> uh, we have Wreck Guy 27 out. A lot of vehicles in that one. Lots Ooh. of vehicles. Did you have a favorite vehicle from that one, Denim? No. No, not necessarily. You don't like the Galleon with its No, little, I, I mean, I didn't have a favorite laser. one. I like, I like all of them. but uh, He loves them all the same. Oh, yes. They're all yes. his favorite children. They're all fun to blow up. Yeah, we have a new light tank, uh, kind of like a Scorpion-esque thing. Um, maybe even a replacement for the Scorpion, I'm guessing, you know, like from a... From a high level kind of view, but anyways, is it the with the Kamasori? Yeah, the Kamasori, um, lightly gunned and armored, but yeah, a little light it's like with one the target gun. computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, which is cool. Which is cool. I'm liking the sculpts as always. I which, well, which you struck you, me. You're Go going ahead. over the best part of this. It's an Omni twenty ton tank. That's six nine. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so you can drop those little battle armors off. They were like, this failed at being a tank, but you know what it's good at? Transporting battle armor, which is hard to do. Yes. Yeah. Well, the uh, the B config has a supercharger, so it even goes faster. Even faster. I just imagine that tank with the little, you know, the hood 
It's got the cutout and the hood, and you got the supercharger sticking out of it. It's got to get that instantaneous horsepower delivered straight yeah. to your drivetrain. I like the yeah. one with the plasma cannon on it. Yes, that's my favorite. I'm like, ooh, plasma cannon. And it's got just oh. enough ammo for your regular game, so I enjoy it. Uh, but my okay, my question is, is when you're driving the commissary around with the supercharger, do you put the Formula D song on? <laughs> Or do you put the Tokyo Drift song on? Those. This is the only question that I want attached to this tank. Uh, I'll throw out the, the Tokyo Drift song. That's what I'll, I'll I'd put that on. I didn't watch Tokyo Drift, nor do I know what the song is that you're talking about. So, wow. I would put on uh, Slow Ride. No, on repeat. A but lot. it's a six nine. It's not Slow Ride. Yeah, but you're taking it easy, man. You can go fast, but next thing you're going to tell me, lowrider is an acceptable you know, exchange. Yeah, I mean, no, you no. you asked as I burn a CD, you know, because it's got a it's got a CD player in that bad boy, and it's I mean, just it's nine tracks. It's all the same track. It just repeats. I need to play against Dustin a lot more for therapy <laughs> reasons. You need to yeah, beat some sense into this man. <laughs> uh, it's definitely Tokyo Drift for me. So that's two out of the three for Tokyo Drift. There you go. Formula D is good, but Tokyo Drift is better. Did did anybody else notice like the generic hover tank that showed up in there? The the, the I mean it's a hover tank Falcon, but but it's got all kinds of different designations if you look in the back. Right. So it is just hover tank. It's just what hover it? tank. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird and funny. It's There's a, a lot of fifty hover ton tanks. nine fourteen hover tank. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of like a Pegasus, but I don't know. Have they done the Pegasus yet? I don't I don't think they have. No, but they're they gotta get to them soon. I get it. But it's yeah I guess because they've got what buzzard falcon hawk, uh, all the birds are the ones in there. Yeah, but that that one caught my eye because you know it's new. It's the sculpt is cool, but it's also I mean I guess they were kind of calling it as it is. This is this is a hover tank. This it hovers. It's got guns sometimes. It shoots. <laughs> all right, so now Alpha Strike Box hitting hitting houses now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Some people have it. Some some people have ten of them. Wait, really? Oh my god! No, no. People okay. were reading. One of our listeners had oh, showed up their order form, and it said one point zero, and the the point was hard to read on the picture. Uh-huh. So people are like, "You bought ten of those?" Uh, I think they said they needed the vindicators in them. We all, yeah. everyone laughed. P.S. There's no vindicators in the Alpha Strike box. It's no. uh, the new thing is pouncer and rates. That's right. Uh, cool scopes. I am just gonna like wait for those to come in. The, at, secondary market i guess i have too much plastic already i have a new year's thing i know it's early and i'm not going to say it because i'll save that but anyways it's got to do with my new year's i already know what my new year's resolution is going to be so i'll need to complicate that with the alpha straight box i'll just say that i'm waiting for that to come out to my local store because you know i want to support them support the lgs baby but uh that's the only reason why i'm why i don't have one yet Southern Assault 2 debuted the Death Ray Designs Alpha Strike tokens, and I think this is like a second set that they've done. If you're looking for them, they're called markers, not tokens. If you put Alpha Strike tokens into the Fortress Miniatures and Games website, you will not find them. They're markers. But anyways, I love these. I think, did, did you like them, Josh? Did you use them? They're great. I love them because they have like C3, ECM, NARC. I was like, hey, all those little things that you have to remember and like write you on forget. your sheet. Boom, you just put it next to the mech, like yep. the dice that we put next to our mech. Yep, I'm happy about that. I like it. And I like that they're different colors, so... You pick your favorite color. Um, Yeah, so those are out. That, that was news for me, because I was like, 
when can I buy these? And I was like, I can't buy them yet. So really, I, I have I you have one, but I need more. I need I, all I do. the colors. <laughs> I do. There was I ran out at a I try to remember which token it was, but I, I ran out of oh, infantry mounted because I was spamming <laughs> infantry mounts, but you know, that's uh, kind of one a thing problem. that you didn't preference. These are the alpha strike tokens. Right. Right. They already had ones for classic. Right. And these are specifically for Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike. Like MP crit and other engine hit, which I guess is anyways. Yes. There is some carryover, but it's little crossover. Things like that, like battle armor mounted kind of things. Which almost you should buy just for that one, because the number of times I'm like, which mech has the battle armor on it? Mm-hmm. I forgot. P.S. The dasher is flat on top, so you can literally sit your battle armor on it. I've seen it. I hate it, but that's why it's flat. <laughs> I think the adder would be good for that, too. It's pretty flat. flat yeah, adder's right. too slow, though. Ah, that's true. It's not not the battle armor tax. New, new mech bay rule. You can only <laughs> mount battle armor if you can literally mount the battle armor. That's right. Got to build a support structure on that mini if you want to actually use it that way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some hobby progress. Uh, Dustin, you've been working a lot, so I'm going to let you lead off on this one. Man, what have I... Okay, so... <laughs> what have vacation, I done, you say? <laughs> did a lot. I painted my five Scarab Occult Terminators because I was playing some Warhammer with my brother. So that doubles as games played. I've been printing and painting some new Thunderhead stuff. Um, new to me. They've been out for a while. Uh, they're, it's the Industrial Power Complex, and it is scale ambiguous so i printed it up because i am playing a new game which i will cover in games played they will double well for alpha strike so i'll be able to use it in both use it for alpha strike use it for like 20 28 32 millimeter miniature stuff yeah i'm kind of switching up my 3d terrain philosophy no more 3d terrain in classic (laughs) only in alpha strike i've made that decision now and I printed some other stuff, painted some other stuff, whatever. That's enough hobby progress. How about you guys? What? That's enough hobby progress? You don't paint like six months out of the year. Sometimes. <laughs> Most of the times I'm doing a little bit of painting, but yes, the, the hobby machine is going right now. That's that's definitely a truth. I mean, I'm some people like to out. hear about what we actually do for hobby-wise. Denim, what have you gotten done hobby progress-wise lately? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got games played, but uh, Hoppy Progress has been slow this month. Now, this is a podcast, so you guys can't see this, but there is a box of stuff behind you, Denim. And technically, <laughs> if you're on the Mech Bay Discord, you know that buying stuff counts as Hobby Progress. So which but did he buy that? He didn't buy that. I though. didn't. I didn't buy oh, didn't that. Buy it. Do you remember the the Trevor Project? I do. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the giveaway. Yeah. Well, one one of our our listeners, uh, uh, the Dan, actually. Had had also signed up for that and and he won. Oh, nice! Uh, right, yeah. He made a, a donation for a friend of his, Ashley, and he won. But um, he figured that I could use the mechs more, so he sent them to me. And there is a bushwhacker and an axeman in there, and um, I am going to paint them up as the cartoon colors because I want to. Yeah, a whole set of the cartoon. The yeah, a whole set of the cartoon guys. I think the only one we're missing is the the mauler for a new. For new sculpt, but I think that's coming out with the mercenaries. <gasps> but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do a whole a whole diorama <sighs> with the cartoon colors. I don't think it should surprise anybody, but the Mauler is one of my faves. No it's, way, no way. Good. Four AC twos, <laughs> no way. Cool, cool. 
So, so yeah, that that just arrived uh, yesterday. So I'm I'm excited about mm-hmm. about starting on those. I got I got an extra Shylone in there too. Ooh. I'm happy to see that. Wow, this I didn't is know that goodness. was going to be in there. We can finally do aerospace. <clears throat> I have my. That'll be my third Shylone, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> I got a wing and a half. I got one. I got one. Uh... If I told you guys that aerospace has been requested by multiple people, you would be. Uh, but how about you, Josh? Okay. Any hobby progress from you? Uh, technically, because this is a post-Thanksgiving recording and uploading, yeah. the in-laws came over, so they stayed in my literally hobby progress area. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we did this last year. I mean, you're going to continue to hear this. They stayed over in the hobby space, so I had to pack up and clean and hide all of my hobby stuff. So You should be proud of your hobby stuff. Don't hide it. <laughs> Don't hide it. Let the world see you. That's for right. Who you are. Uh, I mean, I do. I do. From the rooftops. I mean, I, I made sure the uh, the airy super heavy was like on the table, like rotated towards them, so they would have to look at it. Most of his hobby stuff. <laughs> uh, yes. Once again, our listeners couldn't see, but Josh's wife was. Give it the are, are you kidding me? Eyes, you cleaned up what? How much? <laughs> Roasted. Oops. Uh, but I well, you didn't do nothing because no, you no. But some I, pictures today. I was like cleaning it up and then uncleaning it so it's back out so I can work on it. It's like a solid week before and week after project. But today I f- I'm working through the backlog, which is always my post Thanksgiving thing, and I've assembled five. Uh, what is it? One page rules lizard space lizards, starry and s- something hosts copyright free Seraphon <laughs> slash lizard man. Sa- there you go, Seraphon. Sorry and star hosts. I think that's their name. That sounds the- about right. Lizards with lizard guns. man overlords. Does that make them some sort of a com star offshoot? You know, probably. I mean. I mean, Dustin has painted and one on put it on the Discord, and everyone was like, "Wow, that's a sick blue green fade." And I was like, "I know how to do sick blue green fades. I can do this too." <laughs> um, those models are dank. I'm definitely <laughs> proxying them as breachers, uh, and they're just generic sci-fi lizard gun people. Yeah, they're so cool. Like, I don't, they, I don't, I don't care what universe you're from. Those are cool models. Yeah, lizards with guns, cool. So that is my literally only physical. But the holidays are rough for, for that sort of thing, especially if you've got visitors. Yes. Family. So, yeah. So I've assembled. All right. Let's move on to some games played because I've gotten a lot of games in. I'll admit that. I've gotten three games in. Ooh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So what have you gotten in? Yeah. Start with you. Classic Alpha what? Strike. What you got? No, we just went to me. Nobody wants to listen to me <laughs> back to back. Um, I'm kidding. Uh I got a 10K classic game in, Snow Ravens versus generic pirates. And ooh, that was a... F- in Ill Clan, Ill Clan era. That was a fun game. I got to take the new Warcrow, Carrion Crow out. Nice. Give those guys a spin. And I got to play my Omen and some airy... <laughs> I want to call them battle armor, but they're not. <laughs> they're power armor. <laughs> did, did you get to bring in any aerospace or or, uh, or warship no. units? No, we Aww. didn't bid those. <laughs> We wanted to be nice. Yeah. Uh, is this the famous game where a cudgel did yes. 64 <laughs> points of damage? <laughs> Can you walk us through that? <laughs> my omen, my, you know, cl- 
Clan Snow Raven assault mech was just minding its own business. Minding its own business, you know, on the battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't doing anything to nobody. And a cudgel comes running up. And mental note, cudgels are fast. (laughs) (laughs) 80 80 ton assault mech. Oh, Lord, he coming. Was it was it like a, a charge with mask or something? No, it's just he's got the mace in one hand and a what is it a claw in the other? It's a five eight, right? So it's yeah, like it's a five eight. He's got TSM. Profile. TSM. Okay, that ah. helps. So double that, and then mace to the center torso and claw to the center torso. Mm. Mm. That's rough. This kills the omen. <laughs> it, to be fair, it did like. After regular damage was done, it did it to exactly the one last bubble of structure. Like, there was no overspill. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It was a perfect application of damage. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But that was a fun game. I got to use Pharaoh Lamellar a Ooh. lot. And not going to lie, nice. reducing damage by one for every five-point cluster is so right? nice. No, that is good. It's That's very so good. good. So oh, my good. God. It's so expensive BV-wise, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just too good. I wouldn't say it's too good, because you know, once I, I meant one, that in one the, big in hit, the, yeah. yeah. But it's good. I mean, there are a lot of weapons in BattleTech that do somewhere between three and eight damage, and minus one from all of those. That's good. It's good. LB LBXs, SRMs. So many. Yeah. Oh my god! Hyper assault Ghost rifles, all in clusters of five. ATMs, all in clusters of five. I mean. That's a fifth of the damage. Yeah. No, yeah. it was great. Uh, the other highlight is that was me testing out PPC capacitors, like for the first heavy time. And I got a perfect maneuver where carry on crow is in the front of the mech and the war crow is in the back of it. And both of them had charged up and the previous turn and then fired and both hit front center torso and then the other one hit rear center torso mm. so it was 20 damage to the front 20 damage to the back and he's like oh god please never again <laughs> please stop it's like we are attempting donut maneuver <laughs> please do not resist but that was a fun game um i did not mean that in one phase but it, when i read it on the discord it sounded like it was that's why i said can you tell me this story yeah. i just want to see what was going ah. on you can lead with why josh sounds wrong I just wanted to make sure. You're fine. You cannot mace and claw in the same physical attack phase. This was in two separate phases, but both turns, it worked out that he just hit the center torso both times. Um, I did another game with some Comstar versus um, Clan Barak, and that was a fun game. Tried some C3I versus Clans. Mental note, I'm... St- Starting to lean towards C3I is not like perfect against clans as much as you would think. Mm-hmm. My main issues that I learned in that game were for the full six level two that I took, I could have just upgraded everyone to three, four pilots. Yeah. And been probably just as happy, if not more happy, than range, you know, shenanigans. Sure, stuff, yeah. I, I think C3 and C3I leads more towards – what's the word I'm looking for? Like not what I would call a fair fight at all. Like like you need to find those 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 crazy maneuvers to really pull them off that, uh, you know, that aren't, aren't a fair fight at all. 
Like you've really got to, you've really got to take advantage of. Got to um, leverage the technology. Sort of. Yeah. Like okay. you got to fight dirty. Yeah. There you saying. go. That's what I'm, you got to fight super dirty. Hit to those really take advantage below of. the belt. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's, that's exactly why. And my opponent, no, was smart. He took, and he was like, bro, you ignore range modifiers. I'm just going to fight every single of your mechs at range zero. Yeah. Like, I'm clan. I don't need short range, but you need short range. <laughs> so it, I got out damaged. Like, there was an even trade, but it was like, there was no point where I felt the C3I was significantly a benefit than me just upgrading my piloting in gunnery one. Yeah. Because, well, for 32%, I can get... Three, better pilots and gunnery. And it's for, a lot of BV. It's a lot of BV. And 30%, I can get an entire C3I level two. Yeah. No, it it was definitely one of those, like, is this really worth it? I'm, I'm leaning towards no. And then I did an Alpha Strike uh, teaching game with three other players, and that reminded me of why I hate multiplayer games in general. Ooh. Was that a 2v2 or a 1v1v1? 2v2. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys ever played a multiplayer Alpha Strike game? Nope. Not Alpha Strike. I've played Classic. Yeah, yeah, I've done plenty of, of multi-team and Classic. That's what that. I thought. I was like, this one felt not as fun as a Classic multiplayer. Mm. I hmm. don't know why. I have Maybe. no experience with it, so. That's fine. We won't dwell on that. But that's a lot for me. So, Dustin, let's get some you in, because I know you like to play Battletech. Uh, yeah, so, hey, listen. You bring people to watch my children to my house. You bring your battle mechs to my house and I'll play Battletech with you. Uh, so anyways, we went on vacation and I got some more 40k games in with my brother, my little my little brother who is bigger than me. We've talked about this before. <clears throat> Hence painting the Scarab Occult Terminators. I also played some Space Station Zero. Several games. It is single player sci-fi miniatures skirmish game. It's kind of fast, hard-hitting, bloody sort of thing. And it's fun. I've played five parsecs, and I've played Space Station Zero. And five parsecs, I, I can say now I can give more than a hot take because I've played like four rounds on Space Station Zero and probably five or six with five parsecs. Five parsecs is better for forging your narrative, and it's got all the random roll tables that you would love to see. Space Station Zero is like a choose-your-own-adventure style thing where you're going from one scripted mission to the next. Uh, so take your pick based on that. Uh, but yeah, those are the games that I played. When am I going to get my solo Battletech RPG? <sighs> it's, you know, where there's where there's a hole in the market, we got to write it up and sell it, you know? If, if we want it, that means other people want it, so... Time to time to start writing. Nobody wants to play with themselves. I have found in my life, Dustin, that that is not always the case. If I want something, that <laughs> does not mean that there are other people who want it. Uh, Nobody wants this podcast at all. I will sell my solo BattleTech rules to four people. <laughs> I'll be one of them. But no, sounds like you had a fun time, you know, playing with yourself at home. I I, I played um, a couple of the games. Actually, at this point, the majority of the games, I've let my son kind of make some decisions, which has been detrimental to my crew. Some people have been dying, but, you know, <laughs> we're, we're having some good father-son time. So Nice. <laughs> it's going to charge the not-melee specialist into all the mutants. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. All right. 
see how it goes. Oh, he died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll learn tactics eventually. He's still dealing with just clicky clack happy feelings. That's right. And roll the dice, and and it is. Yeah, it's like raw feelings from children. You roll the dice and you're like, they're like, what happened? You're like, you hit him or you didn't get hit. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, ride the high kid. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Yeah, it's good. All right. Uh, let's see. Did we do you denim? What kind of, nope, we what kind of games have you played? Yeah, I mean, I got my normal Tuesday night games over at the local store. Nice. Um, which I do every week. But one of the nights during the week, I came home and my daughter comes to me and says, hey, dad, do you want to play Battletech? My Ooh. first thought is, what did you do? <laughs> what did you break? <laughs> the problem what is did... I know what you did break. <laughs> now, this was after that. This is this was very oh, much okay. after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she had some car issues, but uh, this this has nothing to do with that. She was just in the mood. It's, to, I'm to, sorry, to roll it had nice. nothing to do with that, he says. Yeah. Well, she she normally you know would come with me on the Tuesday night thing, and, and her job she's scheduled for that, so she hasn't been there in months. Uh, so she was just you know she was just uh, just missing rolling some dice. So we did. We played a a nice fun little game. Took nice. about two hours. Some good uh, father daughter time. Um, I won, of course, because I don't go easy on my kids. But uh, down. But it was fun. Yeah, awesome. I can't use my you come into my house because <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I live here too. <laughs> so I probably got I probably got four or five games in the last two weeks. That's a lot of games. But that's your normal amount of games. That that's my normal amount of games. So I know this is your favorite thing that I do, Josh, but I have a bit of a non sequitur here. I I've got one too. How about that? Hey, there we go. I have recently heard again, which is usual complaint with Battletech that it takes forever to play and um so somebody was complaining about how it took them four hours to get through a game. And I want to, I don't know, time or record or some combination of the two, like two people playing a battle mech manual level game with two lances, maybe even with like a little, uh, what are those a little chess clocks, you know, 10 seconds per, per literally chess or whatever. Clocks. That's literally what they're called. Yes. Yeah. Chess clock and get, I, I think you could do a game lance on lance, you know, 6,000, 5,000 battle value, whatever, whatever. I think you can do it in like an hour and a half. I was about to say, bro, I could do one in 90 minutes. And then my but brain how much calculated easy. what an hour and a half yeah. is. <laughs> but how much fun people. would both people have? I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. I know other people that it is not what they play Battletech for. Like they're playing, they're playing like, like to get out of the super house. chess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm playing speed chess and it's, yes. it's just two different mindsets. Um, like they don't, they want to make the perfect move every turn and I'd rather make a move. And, you know, there are some, there are some problems. Are you fast enough to take advantage of any mistakes that, that a person makes? Exactly. Do you even notice the mistakes? Because playing at that speed, there's going to be mistakes. But if you take half an hour per move, then it's the, can I make the perfect yep. move for that turn? I usually Just, when, yeah, I try to split the difference, but, uh, yeah, war is messy. You're supposed to make mistakes being yeah. in a position and stuff like that. So yeah, anyways, so that was my non sequitur. Um, how about yours, Josh? Mine adds on to that because I was mentally Ooh. linked to your, you know, direct neural right. interface. We've got the <laughs> we're plugged in. During my, you know, Comstar versus Clan Burrock game, the two people behind me were doing an intro game and they took like four hours to do, you know, their one v one while me and my opponent got a 60 
five plus battle armor in. Right. I was like, man. And I look over and it's the Shadowhawk versus the Wolverine match. And I'm like, no, stop. Both of these jump. One of these one of these doesn't have enough weapons to hurt the other one. And the other one has enough weapons, but they don't hit when they jump. <laughs> and I was and like, the Shadowhawk doesn't die ever. Yeah. Which is weird because it has ammo in all three torso locations. <laughs> That's called, you know, wanting to die. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm aware. But, <laughs> and then it, they finished their game and was like, man, that took a really long time. Said so the newer guy. And, I mean, the the one guy was like brand new. The other guy was 10 years out getting back in. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that point I realized, because I, I, I didn't want to like interject, interject too much in case of rules questions, but I was like, Next time, just do three, four, please. And don't take Mexican jump. Like, jumping slows it down because you're going to jump and he's going to jump and y'all are going to hit three dice rolls less. Oh, yeah. Because if you're if you're starting off with a four or five and you jump, then your base is a seven to hit. Like, without any other anything. Yeah. It's a I, seven. I think it's what's not clear to um, people who are beginning to play. Like, if... If you're introducing somebody to 40k, you're like, yeah, take out, don't play stratagems, don't play secondaries, don't play any of the extra crap, just roll the stat lines. What that is in Battletech is just like dropping the skill levels and making the mechs kind of slow. So that, and that's not apparent. Like, yes, you want to drop the extra technology and stuff, but the the returning vet literally said, once I like go three, four and don't jump, he's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just so used to that's how you start. And I'm like, no, that's the problem. Yeah. So, uh, but we're getting there. I think the Vindicator is a step in the right direction. And Vindicator jumps too. Uh, yeah, but it's slower. so slow. <laughs> it's a slow boy. Now in the in the box set, it is the only one that starts at skill level three. Like its default is three. Oh. Everyone else's is four. Okay. So that's how they balance it up against the uh, the Griffin. Is that they make the Vindicator a three and the Griffin oh. a four? Okay. Why though? They both have a similar loadout. No. Well, uh, the Vindicator is a lighter mech that's it, very slow, and because it's slower than the Griffin, it's mm-hmm. lighter than the Griffin. It has less armor than the Griffin, and um, the BV value lines up at a three skill three versus skill four better. Really? Okay. Yep. I hadn't done the math, but. I didn't. I guess. Oh, I had as soon not. as I got my box, I came out and opened up Mega <laughs> Mech. <laughs> opened him up. And, I guess yeah. I hadn't realized the Vindicator is so much worse than the Griffin in that yeah. regard. Like one ten yes. percent worse. They're moving into the you know the four six four bracket. Turn it puts it in a totally different. It's not even a skirmish yeah. anymore. You can't jump for support. for a modifier of three anymore. Yeah, that'll that'll mess with your BV a lot. That'll yeah. do it. Alrighty. Um, All right. Big, big tangent there. Uh, no, you're fine. We're 40 minutes in. Why not, you know, go bigger? Uh, we have some fan mail to read, and this is from Shane Ooh. Haas, and he says, Greetings, MacBay crew. I recently Greetings. purchased another beginner box. Hey, just as like we were talking about, uh, as part of the Humble Bundle deal. I'm wanting to have it as something to give away to help generate interest in the game. The challenge is, how should I give it away? Should I wait to give it to someone who shows interest at the game store? because kids have showed interest in the past or donate to like a charity like toys for tots or something else. Thanks for all you do. Looking forward to the next podcast. Thanks. Shane. Every year, every year I get a couple beginner boxes and a couple uh D and D starter sets and give them to toys for tots because, Recruit the you nerds. know, yeah, it, 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 
they're they're all great for for kids who don't have much, and then they get something like that that they can play with friends. Like one box can can keep a whole group of kids entertained f- for for a long time. It's a lot of so mileage. Spread that, yeah. Spread that out. The big question, because you want to know what to do. Do you want it to be anonymous or not? That's really what it comes down to. True. I, I personally would just feel better just dropping it off into a box and imagining it's going to like a needy mech warrior. There's no emotions or anything attached. You're just being the good, you know, right. warrior. Yep. Just just if you good know, feelings. I would say if you know a family or, you know, children that might not have a lot, you could give it directly to them. I wouldn't say give it to a random kid at the game store unless you know if they're needy for an Alpha Strike box set. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> Dustin, thoughts? That's a tough decision because... This is the ethical, moral decision. Well, we think about our lives and the little tiny things that happen in our lives that change the course of our lives. I'm like, wow, if I had not made this one little decision, if I had not downloaded that game in 2018 that made me just want to play Battletech or Mech Warrior, sorry, play Mech Warrior game. And then I would have never found out that there was a board game attached to it. And I like wouldn't be a war gamer now. So yeah. I, I mean, do you give it to, you know, the targeted thing? So the question is, do you just give it to the, do you donate it to like toys for tots or whatever? Or do you give it to a particular person? I don't It's a tough call. Both are good. Obviously. I say it's 20 bucks. Do both. They, oh, there you go. Problem yeah. solved. We've got a little one of those little uh, library boxes in our neighborhood where, yeah. where people just drop books off. I, I drop a, a big Edder box over there, there and then go. it disappears. And I'm like, yay. Man, that's that's next level right there. That's Denim's over there pulling pulling the lever on the trolley and <laughs> sending the next one down the line. Yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, it's a good time to take a break and realign the HBG. And after that, we'll come back talking about all the things that we're not legally allowed to use. Yeah, but do anyway. Grillers Gone Wild is proud to announce their newest partnership with the Laren Commonwealth Tech Division to bring you the new ER Flammenferfer. Now with the hottest plasma torch containment technology and new miniaturized nozzles, you can verf flamens on all those pesky infantry blobs to your heart's content. <coughs> so come on down to see the hottest commercial grills to the most combat-effective war crime weapons on the battlefield. Whether you're cooking turkeys with the techs or rogue state falcons on the field, Grillers Gone Wild has all the tech to make you sweat. All right, and we are back. And today, of all the days, Mech Warriors, we are talking about the experimental designation. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I had the John Cena intro for the last episode. I don't know what, what could be better for this one. Yeah, but right. yeah, experimental and something so near and dear. But what what does it mean, though? What is but experimental belief? When you look uh, apparently inward. nothing because i've been looking at all my old experimental tech and none of it is some of it's advanced but most of it's just standard now so oh God. i don't know anymore what experimental means dustin what does experimental mean to you experimental is all the fun stuff i don't bring to a pickup game that's what experimental means to me are your games getting done too fast dustin well let me tell you 
Do you need to slow your games down? We have one simple trick for you to add at least an hour to your Battletech game. At least an hour explaining to everybody what the weird rules are for this tech. Yeah, that's right. I have a whole story about this that we're going to cover later. So <laughs> that is that is why when you ask me that question, what is experimental to you, Dustin? And I say everything that's not in the Battle Mac manual. Oh, that's a hot take. Anyways, we can unpack that a little <laughs> oh more later. <laughs> that's my spicy hot take. So, but that's not actually what experimental is. Don't. Don't at me. Is that how you say it, Josh? Right. Isn't <laughs> it? Isn't it uh, like Battle Mac Manual is is standard tech, right? It's not even advanced tech. Uh, correct. So yeah, so there's a lot of things that aren't in the Battle Mac Manual that are just advanced and not experimental. So your definitions. I know, and there are even things that are in the Battle Mac Manual that I think are still experimental by designation, and it and it depends. Are you talking about in universe experiment? Are you? Talking to your acquisition representative and your mercenary command. What's that guy called? That's not the right word. Quartermaster. Your court. Yeah. And ask. And, and do you need to reference the table in the back of the campaign operations book that says it's experimental or not? I have a totally different definition because I'm just talking about rolling dice, and that's that's the thing about experimentals. So, what exactly does experimental mean in BattleTech? Well, normally, experimental level equipment or mechs or units have yet to reach mass production in the Battletech universe because whether it be being prohibitively expensive because, you know, I'm not buying compact uh, HPG generators for all of my mechs because I can. Uh, Yeah, but you're buying extra, extra lights for all of your Greyhounds. (laughs) One of those is better than the other. That's right. They're extraordinarily sophisticated because everyone knows how to repair that extra, extra light engine. So is, right. is experimental designation reliant on the current era of the, of what, like the, the Battletech novels at this moment? So the short answer is yes. If you are playing in 3025, there are going to be things that are experimental that are definitely like not experimental. the hatchet. Anymore. Like the hatchet. Or the hatchet man, you know, or the raven with its ECM, right? You know, because... It wasn't even ECM, quote unquote, at the right. start. It was just electronic warfare equipment. Yeah, and it weighed more and less range, three hexes. That's right. It got better. <laughs> so yeah, in that from that perspective, it absolutely changes depending on what, what era you're in. But since the current battle mech manual is written right at the Ill Clan, the you know, the intro to the Ill Clan. Is that is that the official designation now? So, so if, if we were to say what's official or what's not official, because if you're just going by era, it's just like I don't know. It de- depends on on the game we're playing. What do you right? mean by official? I mean, if someone were to come to you and say, "Hey, is this experimental or is it not?" So the problem with ex- defining experimental is it is based on the year of production, the advanced level of the rules, and whether it's lore complexity, I want to say, is the third one. So if I came to you and said, hey, Josh, I've just started playing this game and somebody's got this PPC capacitor. Is this experimental? <laughs> I feel like experimental's over in the corner going, you can't put me in a box, <laughs> dad. Alternate title for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, would a PPC capacitor be experimental? I would say no. But then I ask, what year you're playing at? If you're even playing in a year, because if you're not playing in a year, it don't matter. 
So my answer to that question, because I'm always going to circle back to my my hot take, is that the PPC, PPC capacitor is not experimental because it's in the Battleneck manual, which that answer isn't always right. <laughs> it's right for me. The, the Battleneck manual is like the pedestal. It sits above. And for what I, you know, like what Battletech is all distilled down as much as Catalyst could could do. Right. Because this is what we're talking about right now. This this whole conversation is obviously not new. And it obviously befuddles anybody who, you know, any poor Dustin who gets into Battletech in 2018 and is like, what? I don't even know where to begin. There's 35 years of stuff and 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 what is what. So uh, the answer to that question for me ended up being the Battlemech manual. Um, I had people back then kind of point me in that direction. So, yeah, when you ask me, are PPC capacitors experimental? I'll say no. They're in the they're in the back of the book. You know, a little thin one. I'm going to say, Denim just gave us a trick question, and he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been accused of that before. I've Is played that? you. I know how you are. So we've got Dustin's answer, which is Battleneck Manual. We've got, I don't, no, no, do no. we have so, an answer from you? So we have to define, there are three levels of rules. There's standard, there's advanced, and then there's experimental. Standard is now Battlemech Manual. And that is from a reference point of Ill Clan, which is, quote, modern battle tech. So if it's in the Battlemech Manual, it is not experimental, nor is it advanced. That is correct. So from the perspective of the Battlemech Manual, Ill Clan standard is supposed to be the Battlemech Manual. It's supposed to be rules-wise, because we have our we have our three layers. We have Battlemech Manual, we have Total Warfare, which is still tournament legal, but with all the combined arms stuff. And then you have everything else. That's all the other books that goes on top. But I still feel like that's a trick question because all the stuff in total you know, tactical operations and strategic operations. I don't think all of that stuff is experimental by default, right? No, no. Uh, a lot of stuff in tactical operations is advanced and some is, is experimental, I think. Um, and most of this stuff in interstellar operations is considered experimental, but some of it is now advanced. And then you've got all the other lots of different source books that are out there that have different things that, um, they, they keep changing based on the era. It's a mess. I'm going to be honest. It's well, a it's mess. A, it, as someone who is. loves experimental as a concept, like not even me looking at rules for things. It's like, I just love the idea that there are some things that are too complicated for somebody's <laughs> small, smooth koala brain out there. That, that's a that's an Australian Battletech reference if you're not <laughs> with the picture. <laughs> And I'm sure that you've had it happen, Josh, where you've picked a uh, picked a mech that is dubbed experimental, but you can find no real actual reason why it's experimental because none of its tech is experimental. I mean, I'm the guy who has a lance of two super wasps, a super griffin, and a super <laughs> marauder. And, and what about those is experimental? Uh, technically, the heat sinks are corrosive the jump jets are explosive and <laughs> all right the marauder just has blazers yeah so i i feel like what we're kind of teasing out here and what we're kind of get to getting to the core of is there's so far that i've been able to discern <laughs> because battletech is hard to do that with sometimes there are kind of two definitions of experimental there is the in-universe lore conscious version of experimental 
And then there is the other definition that is a rules conscious definition of experimental. And I feel like the lines are blurred sometimes, even within the desert, because you have the master unit list where some things are experimental from an in-universe perspective. Yeah, like the blazers in the Battle Mech Manual. Exactly. And then you have, you know, so me, because I think that it would be all a lot more simple, a lot more simpler. That's great. English. You look scared saying this. Like I'm looking at your camera and you just look like like Randall or Ray is just going to hop out of your closet and take you out before you can get yeah. the words out of your mouth. Well, because I know there are Battletech's fiction is deep, vast. You're about to insult deep. somebody's holy Bible of Blake. And I'm going to insult you and just say that when it comes to rolling the dice, experimental should be strictly based on the rule books. I don't care about the era because there are lots of eras. I don't care about the perspective of Ill Clan or whether or not the thing was too complicated in universe. But I'm over here like, bro, if I have to go to tactical or strategic operations or whatever books that they've been split into and look it up, it's it's experimental. Hey, Dustin. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. <gasps> but don't tell anyone, especially Josh. <laughs> like, that's how I feel it should happen. I really do. Josh, are you going to dissent? Deep down, if I know the rules and I have the rule book, then I should be allowed to use it wherever I want. <laughs> this is some like Second Amendment <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, it was written. <laughs> There's no law that right. says I can't walk into a McDonald's <laughs> with five land Air Max. <laughs> This is America. I'm going to bring my lambs <laughs> into McDonald's. <laughs> uh, all right. But that's the problem. I've, to me, there is no more looking up that my jump jets explode for this mech than knowing what regular jump jets do. That is, that is always on the player to know what they have does. Yeah. And if they can convey that in a quick and simple manner to the person because you don't know what every mech does just from like a standard to advanced rules level like right i look forward every time i play you josh to getting that that powerpoint presentation in a printed format handed to me in a binder so i can go over all of your cool tech because i remember playing a force that you're like oh yeah here this is balanced i'll just give you this force and it had like some mech who who doubled all the heat for movement or something like that. Oh, I wasn't told that it did that, <laughs> but, uh, but, but it did. So yeah, if I, I didn't get the instruction manual to go with the Lance, but I, I remember that to this day, that entire Lance was battle mech manual, modern battle tech, legal standard. Like there was nothing fancy about that. Oh, sweet. So is there really a difference in me taking that with, you know, ATMs, XXLs, coolant pods, all of that versus me taking an LAM. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you, you, you got me there. <laughs> All right. But maybe something like a blue shield particle field dampener or <laughs> experimental double heat sinks or experimental or like, oh, what is it? Laser insulators, things like that. Things like there, I, there has to be some sort of organization to it. I I agree. And I'm thankful be... every day that I am not in charge 
of those decisions. Yeah, right. So what they do is there's a dartboard, and each each little section has a technology that was made in the 3070s, and they throw a dart every year, and it's like, that one gets to come out of purgatory. (laughs) And uh, so when they throw the blue shield particle field dampener dart, it always lands in experimental, right? It always lands in experimental. Uh, I will say, I did ask the MUL gods that be, and they said the master unit uses tech progression as outlined through various distinct products. So even they are using this is experimental here, and then X years later, it will not be experimental due to production runs. And then for those weird things that is like, this is always experimental because it has always experimental prototype technology that will never leave experimental for itself. So are they saying that uh, after we are out of ill clan in the next five or 10 years and, and a new version of the battle mech manual pops up that that is why that this previously experimental tech is now in there as standard tech. Is well, that them covering their bases that yeah, way? I mean, you have to cover your bases somehow, but yeah, I, I I'm fine with that. I just, you know, I'm glad that they mentioned it in there. The way I'm interpreting it is, is that they're, they're not going, they're not using the rules perspective, which is obvious because my rec guide mech was experimental. They're using the the from the Il, the perspective of the Eel Clan era lore perspective when they're making things experimental, advanced, or standard on the master unit list. Oh, the master unit list said that one of your rec guide mechs was was experimental. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Oh. I went to I went because you got to tell us the name of the mech now. That's that's important. I, I can't remember what it was. That's then it didn't happen. I know, I know, it didn't. Then <laughs> There's it didn't only happen. so many rec guides out. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's a specific one. Um, All right. So now we're back live. <laughs> and we spent how many minutes searching for the one mech that Dustin remembered in the rec guides that was experimental? Is the seven, seven minutes, maybe 10 minutes, 10 minutes max. Uh, but yes, so send your applications in because Josh is just chomping at the bit to fire me any day of the week. <laughs> Uh, but it was so I had to go back and look it up. But it was the Battle Cobra X. I was preparing for Southern Assault Two. Battle Cobra X was a spicy little nugget, six six zero TMM two. Not paying for a lot of armor, but experimentals are not legal in the format. So I'm like, why is the Rec Guide mech from Rec Guide whatever the Battle Cobra X illegal? Because I know that experimental is generally stuff from other books, and here I am. It's it's from a lore perspective that the Battle Cobra X is experimental. It has improved heavy lasers. Medium, with, yeah, improved heavy medium lasers. Which is in the Battle Mech manual. It has nothing special. It doesn't even have a special engine or gyro or stuff like that. So here's an example of my idea of what experimental is, not lining up with the master unit list. And I'm not obviously in charge of that. So, you know, I can go pound sand. But that's where it can be a little confusing well it's not just the 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 mul it's also listed as experimental in the rec guide as well so right there there are multiple places that they call it experimental even though all the technology is like yep in the battle like manual so there's that that's the example some things are just made to be experimental just to be like placeholders for it this was the mech variant we were experimenting with and it is the x uh, there are a number of other X units from the rec guides that are also experimental. Those are not the ones I was looking at, 
or list building with, but there's the Black Lantern X, there's like a Kingfisher X, whatever. So they're in there. And I guess in from the perspective of the old clan era, they are experimental, even though their tech is all in the Battle Mac manual. Yeah, everything the everything in the new recognition guides has used Battle Mech manual technology. Yeah, right. It's every but things in there are quote unquote experimental just because things had PPC capacitors in 3071. This is what I asked. Dustin, have you ever used true experimental technologies, not from a lore perspective? Yes, because I've had to go into tactical operations, find, I don't, I can't give you the example, so bite me, but I have gone into tactical operations and I have used the Microsoft clip tool to clip out the rule boxes and arrange them on Microsoft paint as one does into a sheet to print, to bring to my pickup game. Because I'm like, I talked to my opponent. I was like, I'm bringing some weird stuff today. You cool with that? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to bring it. And it was weird stuff. And I had to print out the rules from like four different books. That's an exaggeration, but I had to, you know, I had to dig deep to to do some homework. That's right. And We'll talk about the Skinwalker one day, and that is it's the true divergence. There was two paths, and I took one. But we'll get there when we get to the Skinwalker. Denim. Yes. Have you ever put experimental stuff on the table? Well, yes, but most of it's through my RPG games that I run uh, because we go crazy in those. So why not? Can you give me an example? Of something you've used that has experimental. <laughs> I, I ran the entire Unbound campaign, which which has like the Prometheus mech in there. It had yes. a torso mounted cockpit. It had it had the um, the experimental uh, direct neural interface on there. It had the PPC capacitor. It had the blue sh- the the blue shield um, technology thing, uh, and also one of the pilots in my in my game owns an lam yeah because what is it unbound is like the king of experimental right yeah it was it was a solaris type thing where where they thought some guy was cheating because i guess he was because he was he was playing with direct neural interfaces jacked in man yeah he was totally jacked in and pacific ribbon our battle tech yeah and then and then of course he went completely insane because you have to take drugs for that sort of thing and he wasn't doing it right and XA3. then he went crazy and broke out and just started traipsing across the, the city wreaking havoc. Oh. And everybody had to get in. You get their own uh, versions of experimental tech and chase him down. Man, first diagnosed case of cyber psychosis right there. It was yeah, it was fantastic. That was hold on, that was in college. That was, I think, 93. <laughs> yeah. That was when Unbound came 93. out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Josh, have you ever brought experimental technology no i've never used experimental technology officer (laughs) (laughs) you lie (laughs) lie detectors off the charts commander (laughs) i've ran more experimental tech than i have regular standard mechs some days and i don't know why i don't know why i'm gravitate towards these mythical unicorns of the rule books because you don't like it when other people understand the tech you're bringing because then they might win Joke's on you. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't know what's going on. It makes it hard to anticipate you when you don't even know what you're going to do. That's true. You've brought it all. You've brought the exploding jump jets. (laughs) 
it, it's it's kind of like a game gimmick like oh it's experiment it blows up yeah <laughs> damages your own dude that's the, that's probably the most normal thing is like me taking experimental is not a i'm going to win because i'm taking under costed bv tech or i'm doing something that's op it's like nine times out of ten this is worse for me <laughs> We this, just got to sit back and wait. <laughs> yeah, this explodes. This, you know, takes twice as many crits if it fails a piloting roll. Stuff like that. Yeah. More heat, less damage, less range. Hurts your pilot twice as hard. Stuff like that. You're That's, just into the pain. I'm just into the pain. I like it when the rules hurt, too. But when right. I play classic, I normally am going for a narrative <laughs> play style. Like, I will put things on the table and then try to play them narratively sometimes. So I think now would be a good time to circle around because I kind of dodged your question a little bit. One day I was searching for new cool mechs. I was like, we're pushing into the dark age. I was like, got the local meta together. And I was like, we're going to start learning these new rules, guys. We're going to play dark age games and stuff. And one of those mechs that I bought was the Skinwalker. (laughs) And it has an interface cockpit. And I was like, what does an interface cockpit do? This was like one of my first interactions with like tactical operations or whatever. So I couldn't find the rules before my game. I couldn't track them down. And I didn't have as much help back then. And I didn't know if I was cheating because I'm like, it has an interface cockpit. I don't know what that does. I'm looking at the record sheet. I'm like, bro, this thing doesn't have a gyro. Am I supposed to pay BV because it doesn't <laughs> have a gyro? Am I supposed battle mech manual? Is this experimental? Yeah. I wonder so. if I wonder if the rules writers are like, you got sixty seconds to to find the rules for this interaction. If not, it gets the experimental tag. No, no, God, no. Yeah, uh, and, and for me, it is it is the whole role playing thing. Like like experimentals would be a separate source book. So it's if it's not in the main core rule book, um, then I'm not worried about it being balanced because I'm not playing it on a game with another person where it's balanced. Therefore, it gets shunted to a different tier of of uh, fun, like a rules tier. So, yeah. yeah, if if I'm doing a role playing game, nothing is off the table because I don't care about BV. I don't care about balance. Um, it, it's just about oh, this is different. This is fun. And what kind of story can we make with it? Exactly. Um, if I'm playing a game for real, it's out of the battle mech manual because everybody has access to that. It's all in one book. Therefore, it can be balanced in quotes. At my table, we don't use this newfangled BV. We, we balance by tonnage. Uh, <laughs> even back in my day, we knew that was a problem. Even back in his day. So that's kind of why your answer <laughs> is both. Because on the one hand, for your role-playing stuff, your narrative stuff, for making a fun, exciting, interesting role-playing game, you want the experimental to be... You, you want the experimentals from the perspective of the lore. Oh, yeah, it has to be the lore because because that way somebody has it and most other people don't. Therefore, it's special and yeah. and, and it's it's a story arc, not a, uh, you know, not, not, a, not a game aid. Right, right. Josh, I feel like we have to ask you this question now. What question would that be, Dustin? You have to def- so you have to qualify or define your answer to our previous question of what is experimental because I answered it, Denim answered it, and then you answered it, and so you have to talk about why everything's experimental and why you should be able to use it all. 
I don't because, think there's there's definitely outliers where I'm like, please never take that to my table, <laughs> except for like a specific one off. Let me try, you know, weird historical battles that had weird super weapons in it. Like, right, right. Mobile HPGs like I'll, those those rules are in the book. I will use those if we want to. But I got to know ahead of time. So it's not enough to say we're using experimentals. You want a list of experimental stuff that people are going to be bringing. I feel like experimental in itself is like a prison sentence and there's, you know, good behavior, <laughs> no parole. <laughs> like there's a, there's a sliding scale and 99% of it is parole. A few of those is isolation only. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because I risk, so this risk is like hyper a- lasers. Do you guys know <laughs> the rules for those? No. no. Do you want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even know those existed. Do you? Know oh, I did. Exist? I just read about those last week or, or something. There, something came up. I don't know if it was one of the books I was reading, but but risk hyper lasers were mentioned, and I'm like, I have to look this up. Could I quote you the rules right now? No, I I just I got enough information for my brain to say, okay, I got it, and that was it. I, I moved on. So I feel like this is a it's a little bit of of a trick question for you, Josh. Oh no! But what what is the first experimental mech you brought to a game? Of bat classic BattleTech. Hmm, I wonder. I wonder who who did you play? <laughs> I don't know who I played. Actually, was it you? Yes, it was me. W- what did unless I... you played somebody else with the Super Griffin first? I See, I hate that the Super Griffin is my first foray into experimental <laughs> because it's so vanilla. Like it's not though, and and I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> sort of. It, 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 Josh, you're the... my example. Talk about it so I can continue on. <laughs> no, I know um, because you brought. It, it, I feel like it was my first interaction with Josh's obsession with experimental things. I I think I bought like a, a Griffin and I bought the wrong sculpt. And I was like, this is so funny because this is a big difference between you and me. I literally gave you the sculpt because I was like, I hate this. I don't know what it is. It's a super Griffin. I'm not going to use this. This doesn't fit into my paint scheme for the, and you went and you, you painted the little circles, the little test, you know, the scale lines on it, <laughs> didn't you? Like a, like a test rocket. That wasn't me, bro. I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> bro, I, I specifically asked you before your brother went up to Ironwinds, and I was like, get me the Super Griffin. Oh, okay. So maybe I misremember. So, you know, you 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 got the Super Griffin from the get-go. You're like, I want this experimental. I fell in love with that 90s Matt Plog art, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what <laughs> Griffins should look like. I was like this isn't the griffin with the with the ladder going up from its leg up into its cockpit no right? this is not <laughs> and that was the problem because at this point in life griffins did not look good we did not no. have plastic griffins no, and i was, was and i was like i need a original 16 good looking mech and i'm not taking that the unseen art was just bad just bad you could get the I think at the time you might have only been able to get the Project Phoenix Griffin too. Yeah, which is... right. That's that's what I'm saying. The Project Phoenix unseen stuff. Yes, no, yes. nope, nope. I had one and I sold it. I, it was in a lot of other things, but I was like, I will not miss you. Unseen Project Phoenix Super Griffin, or sorry, not Super Griffin, Griffin, regular Griffin. But yeah, yeah so yeah, a... I was not getting Super Griffin at first to you know get experimental. I was like. This is a nice looking Griffin sculpt, which happens to be a slightly adjacent mech. But if memory serves, 
and I'm pretty sure I'm not misremembering this part, that you did run your griffin sculpt as a super griffin in a game with me. I mean, you have to. You have to use what it is <laughs> at once. And I was like, bro, it's 3028. It's close enough to 3025. No one's going to care, right? That's right. <laughs> What's so, three years? Yeah, you brought the griffin with the exploding jump jets and the, the acidic... Corrosive double heat sinks. Corrosive yes. double heat sinks. The problem... Was, so this is why it's experimental slash illegal is because those experimental double heat sinks are the non inside engine ones. So the oh. engine uses single heat sinks. Oh, and weird. The, and the structure ones use double. Denim's like what? So, <laughs> no, it's just it's just like the, the horrors of of watching somebody miscalculate heat with that. Um, yeah that's where my brain goes is having to oh i've done my homework now my homework phase now i have to go over and double check their homework phase because <laughs> i know they're going to get it wrong bro it just says at the bottom of the sheet how many heats how yeah, many heats how i, many I get rid of yeah but if i hit you in the engine or hit a hit a location it's it's just which one do i take off? i just got to double check i got it <laughs> if it's out the until engine, I can, it does two if it's in the engine it does one until i can trust you to do your own math yeah and it just has improved jump jets before improved jump jets were a thing. Like that's all right. that experimental is. The problem. way before. Yes. <laughs> uh, ironically, it does have jump strong. Oh, really? On yes, Alpha Strike? That's awesome. <laughs> yes, but it's like a slower Griffin, right? Doesn't yeah. it have like a, a yeah, it's oversized a f- engine? Or- they dropped it from was it, a regular Griffin's a five eight, right? Five eight, yeah, yeah. And five, so they four six. They had. We've talked. We've. I wax poetic about this. Like whatever <laughs> twenty episodes is like. <laughs> Goes to uh, yes, the super griffin. Yeah, Josh is ranting again. Somebody get the tranquilizer. <laughs> um, yes, it's the super griffin. Yeah, get the tranquilizer. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. I'm like, okay, so they're improved jump jets. It's just these explode if they get crit. And I'm like, that's fine. Like these aren't these aren't weird rules. They just are other things with that get around the either a construction rule or their tech too ahead of its time with a drawback like to me that's not what experimental should be mm. but also it is exactly what experimental it's should exactly. be right i was gonna <laughs> say that's, I if you look at any anymore. other war game that's exactly you know that's the that's the weird stuff my brother and blake you literally just defined what experimental is <laughs> did you just say experimental is not experimental yeah <laughs> it has it has rules that are not complex from a rules perspective in my brain. Mm-hmm. I we we both looked at what the rules is for direct neural interface. It is multiple pages long. Yes. <laughs> we looked at what land air mechs are for experimental rules, and they are books. pages long. Yeah, almost books. This multiple the, revisions yeah. of books, eras of books. And then you get to this is improved jump jets that explode. I'm like, is it experimental? Is that experimental? Yes. Is it on the same level? No. The spectrum? No. But somebody has to group those into meaningful boxes. They have to. Somebody has to judge dread the the, yeah. the technology. It's like, sorry, your early clan exterminator is experimental. Mm-hmm. Why? Because those because those just ex- because <laughs> those extended range medium lasers were two tons at that time it's like so it's like they don't fit construction rule blah and i'm like right right fine you missed it by six <sighs> months you're out so i i think I'm, I'm trying to think of like who's the person that could benefit from listening to us run our mouths for 
an amount of time. And I'm thinking in this episode, we may have kind of answered the question, which is a tough question, especially if you don't know what's going on in Battletech, of what ex- what that little experimental word next to your record sheet means, or what that experimental means when you're trying to make your list for an Alpha Strike game. Or, I think this is also a good lead into other podcasts that we haven't done yet. That's true. But I will also say is, for people that may have played a long time ago, like Denim, who was Hi. around at the original TRO 3025. Hi, I'm Loremaster Denim. <laughs> who played with experimental tech, but now that's just standard tech. It's just standard, just standard stuff. So like everybody has it. His brain thinks of it as experimental. And when he plays up against someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I've got PPC capacitors, ferrolamular armor. He's like, that's experimental. There's no experimental at this table. Um, actually, actually. According to this book, it's standard tech. Like, well, fine. So how would we want to change experimental if we would want to change it? Like, does it even need to be? <laughs> no, let me start that. Does it need, does experimental need to be changed at all? Does it need a revision for how it's treated with regular battle tech? I think, I think they're doing the best they can in the way that I would want it changed because it's just like, like Dustin also touched on. I want standard tech in one book. I want advanced tech in one book. I want experimental in one book. That's that's what I want. So Battle Bank Manual, good. Total Warfare, eh. And the TAC Ops, Interstellar Ops. Everybody knows Total Warfare is a great book that really, really needs to be revised heavily. It's yeah. a great heavily. book that's also garbage. Yes. Just it's an essential book. How about that? Not a great book. It's an essential there, book that go. needs heavy revision. I feel like my simple and clean cut, because I agree. I, I, I do agree with Denim. Like there there needs to be a lore role-playing perspective on experimental stuff because that makes your games exciting for that. And I don't want to take that away from anybody. I just want a different designation. I feel like experimental and advanced and all that stuff, like from a lore perspective, from whatever era that you're playing in needs to be a completely separate designation because those things are on the tables for the equipment acquisition depending on what era you're playing you get different letters i've seen the i've seen the charts (laughs) i've looked at them i I own campaign operations you you like that a through f that no one actually knows about (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there was a time when i thought intro intro was 35 25 standard was like total warfare advanced was anything that was in a battle mech manual and experimental was anything that wasn't. And that was totally wrong. And it took me, that was a little confusing for me at first. So I just went two separate things. I went, and we brought you on this podcast and you're like, what's experimental. And you're like, everything, not in the battle mech manual wrong again. Yeah. But that, that's my perspective on it. And I, I maybe call it a rules level rules level one, two, and three. I don't know. I, they started, they started with rules level. (laughs) That was that was the beginning of it a long time ago. Let's back in the nineties. Back in the nineties it was level one, two, and three. We've that is circled exactly back around. We've stopped the podcast. <laughs> I didn't even have to say back in my day. Josh even knew that one. Yep. So that's 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 what it means to me. That's what I would change. If I was if, if you put Dustin in charge, he would be like, Yeah, keep all the, the lore stuff. I'm just Everything gets a new designation. Is it in the Battle Mac manual? Level one. So it, it could be both warfare? it could be both experimental and level two tournament legal yeah. at the same time. Absolutely. Uh because you have level one would be battle mac manual, level two would be total warfare, 
which is rolls in your combined arms, tournament legal. And then level three is everything else. <laughs> yeah. Literally everything else. It's not a bad, not a bad idea. Like I know that it was tried, but maybe it wasn't tried the best way it could have. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'd do. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I see your eyes. I see them. You have opinions. I do have opinions. I have a podcast. I thus must have opinion. That's how it works. I definitely would like to see experimental just either folded away and just some units that say these are for RPGs only. Like they don't have cost. They don't like have anything like that. Like if you're using risk hyper lasers, you're doing it for a narrative game that doesn't need BV attached to it. Doesn't need rules that even like have master unit lists, you know, points a cost kind of things. And then you have things like, okay, you have prototype ER lasers. They just, the construction rules are different. Like there's no reason that it should not be allowed at like a, I don't want to say it shouldn't be allowed at a tournament, but yeah, there needs to be a second section of experimental and not for regular play. Okay. Correct me if I'm getting this mixed up, but Dustin says we need to have fewer boxes to put them in and you're saying we did have more boxes to i'm put saying them in. we need we can't put them all in the prison in the same prison <laughs> not all of them are the same level of offender some can be allowed out to play occasionally so and, and i'm trying to yeah correct me if i'm wrong here but you're you're kind of saying that there's there are interactions on the tabletop that shouldn't be considered experimental because they don't work in funny ways yeah but the prison is for all the stuff that has weird interactions and that don't operate normally in a normal like pickup game. Like when you're rolling into the local game store on Tuesday night, you don't you unless you arranged ahead of time, you don't bring the prison experimental because that stuff is just too whack. Yes. It's, it's too fit. Not non consensual. Like you need consent to, to run to run those. Like I mean, yeah. If if we're running like a <laughs> 30 let's say 75 game and i take tech that's 37 7 standard but it's experimental like in the 3060s and all it is is like one ton heavier well that's experimental from a construction rules right like, like that doesn't really affect our gameplay in my opinion i have to in that sentence in my opinion in my opinion my lasers don't explode they don't do any more damage in fact it's worse for me because they take up more space up. Yeah, that would work with Dustin's with Dustin's idea where where they would be labeled as experimental because because they weren't widely produced until 3077, but they're still considered level 2 for play purposes, therefore they are tournament legal. I feel like I think the problem is Dustin's like we need 3 levels and I'm like we need 10 levels. <laughs> <laughs> 10 levels. <laughs> oh man. What do you Keep intro? We need intro. Keep we it need simple, clan invasion. We need jihad. We need all the eras have their own box, and then we have sub boxes <laughs> that we put for those experimentals in between those boxes. So it sounds like, like a different game that I've played before. So Josh is like whatever brings more experimentals into my life. But if you take away experimental as a tag, will I still love them? Is that a- no, 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 no? The, the tag is still there. They're still experimental. No, no, they're, they did their time. Yeah, it's there's time just two rehab. different. Yeah, there's there's lore wise experimental, but game wise level two. See, when I when I hear level two, I think tripod advanced. I think six mechs. That's what I think. Oh, <laughs> look at that! I got beat out in my own faction. <laughs> 
<sighs> I don't think there's a right answer for experimental experimentals. I do think there it's are good some wrong answers for experimentals, though. Yeah. It's good that we're only here to talk about it, and we're not in charge of making any decisions whatsoever. <laughs> Man, if I was in charge. If I won that $2 billion the other day for the for the thing, I would be in charge because I, I would buy them out. The problem is I don't even like the Super Griffin. Like, I don't love it. I don't go to bed, you know, thinking about Super Griffins, you know, frolicking in a field together. Like, I'm like, it's a cool looking Griffin that does cool things. It's a bad mech. Like, 466. Okay, what you got? A PPC, LRM10, medium laser, small laser? Like, no. <laughs> it poisons the environment. It explodes if you hit it wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, no, this is a bad mech. Like, I just, I feel like I just need that out there like that. Most of these are like, I want to be able to take them. Like, there mm. are more models for experimentals that are cool than there are for regular mechs that aren't. Do you parse through the XTRO series? I, books? I look for art in those and then buy the models that look nice. <laughs> so you're a, a, this cover looks awesome. I'm going to read this book. Yes. Yeah. I am a yeah. judge book by cover person. Okay. Uh, to, to be, to be totally honest, if I started to get into battle tech during the project Phoenix artwork, I never would have played this game. Uh-huh. Yeah. The art, the art for the battle mechs really captured my attention so that is what drew me in. So I do understand that. I do get that. Um, and I got so hooked on it because of because of the game I played after looking at the art that, that it stayed with me for the rest of my life. That could have gone an entirely different way. <laughs> you got lucky. Hey, I'm I lucky. Did. So I think we kind of have it. We have all the convoluted opinions on what experimental is and is not. Some things make sense. Some things are arbitrary. Some things are purely lore. It's really just however the person who was made the tech for whatever purpose it is, whether it was to for a mech model, a RPG, you know, source material, or they wanted to spice up their book. I mean, I think we proved it in our intro discussion about this. Like, it's confusing. Yeah. When you say experimental, it means different things to different people. It's just confusing. Only confused. Denim, have you learned about all, all you want for experimentals today? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm totally experimental out for today, but uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'll swing back around to it at some point because uh, there's a lot of cool experimental stuff out there. Dustin, what about you? <clears throat> yep, it's all heresy. Battle Mac Manual only. <laughs> I mean, it's, experimental. It's very that nice to seems- go to one book. Dustin's curled up in the corner. I see him over there. He's done. No more experimentals, please. <laughs> Just one book. Combined arms, fine. Two books. That's it. Max. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's it for today, though. Thanks for coming on, guys, and talking all about experimental tech and what experimental means to you. Check us out next time on the Mech Bay Podcast, where we crack open the new Alpha Strike box set and then talk hypothetical Battletech 2.0. Until next time, remember, through salvage, all things are possible.